Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip and commentary. You can't beat the sound of a contented cat. That's why veterinary surgeon and natural pet food pioneer John Burns developed Burns Pet Nutrition. Because he knows the positive impact a natural diet has on our beloved pets. And our premium cat food is designed to satisfy even the most finicky eaters. For natural, no nasty, wholesome recipes, choose Burns Pet Nutrition. Available from veterinary clinics and all good pet shops across Ireland. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It was a kind of what happened in South Kerry back then in the era of, you know, modern baby homes and all that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of people would like to let sleeping dogs die because I think they believe, you know, people have suffered a lot in, over the last 40 years in this case, you know. But I think on the other side, there are people who do want justice, baby John. I mean, this is a case that has hung over the county for almost 40 years, my, almost my entire life. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. It's a sensitive and tragic cold case murder that has become part of the fabric of South Kerry. When five-day-old baby John washed up on a Kerry beach, his tiny body riddled with 28 stab wounds, his remains in a manure sack, nobody could have imagined how long it would take to solve the mystery of who he was. For almost 40 years, journalists and police suspected that the little boy must have been the product of incest or rape and speculated that a teenage mum may have given birth to him in secret. While some demanded justice for the child, over the years many others believed the case should have been left to lie, and often outsiders with questions to ask were made feel distinctly unwelcome. So what has it been like for local reporters trying to cover the case, and the recent developments now focused on a well-known married couple, understood to be the parents of the child, and who have vehemently denied his murder. Today, I'm speaking with Sinead Kelleher, a journalist and photographer with The Kerryman, about living too close to a story. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. So Sinead, um, you're a journalist almost 20 years based down in Kerry and you've been covering all sorts of stories, but I have to ask you, is the Kerry baby's story something that has always been at the forefront of, of your reporting? I think I've grown up with the Kerry baby story all my life. I was two years old when the Kerry baby was found, nearly three, I suppose, when the Kerry baby was found on the beach. So this story has been, you know, in every household in Kerry since back then. I mean, I obviously don't remember much about the baby being born, but over the years, the story has come up obviously yeah. several times over the years. And it's been a topic of conversation in every household across Kerry all that time. 
it's always stuck with me even before I ever got into journalism the story was well known in Kerry but from that point of view it was just a story and it was a kind of what happened in South Kerry back then in an era of you know modern baby homes and all that kind of stuff and then when I started journalism you know the story kind of reappeared again and it's just been you know it's been something I've known about all the time and it's I think there's a great, you know, there's a great interest in the story because of such long running. I mean, it's almost 40 years old now and we're here today talking about it. Absolutely. And obviously there's been recent developments in it, which are probably all about modern policing rather than anything else. But um, like so much happened over the years between the tribunal and the arrests of the Hayes family and all the rest of it, that sometimes you kind of you have to ground yourself and remember what this story is all about. And of course, it's about the body of a baby washing up on a beach with horrific injuries 40 years ago. Uh, yeah, I think that sometimes but we do forget that at the centre of this case lies a baby that was found on a beach in 1984 with almost 30 stab wounds. And I mean, Gardaí have always said, and again, in some of the most recent developments, that this centres around justice for baby John. Baby John was found by someone out running on a beach when he was just five days old. You know, it's a very sad story and it was a, quite a brutal murder. Mm. And that's why the case keeps coming up, because questions do need to be asked and answers do need to be found as to what happened to that baby. Exactly. And to, to, to look at that, I suppose, that crime scene and that baby five days old. So this isn't a baby that is murdered just as it's born. Um, the stabbing of a newborn like that, a five-day-old baby, 28 times, an overkill suggested there. You know, always over the years, people who analysed these things, um, far greater minds than mine, would have said there was anger, there was, you know, hatred, there was those sort of emotions there with that kill. Um, the baby had been dumped in a manure bag or something from memory that's right a fertilizer bag fertilizer bag which yeah. suggested you know obviously this was some sort of a rural crime perhaps and it was washed up on a beach the remains so had it come in on the tide had it been thrown had the, the remains of the baby been thrown elsewhere um you know there was all this sort of stuff um and then nobody came forward nobody sort of suggested that somebody, somebody had to have been pregnant and was no longer pregnant. I mean, that, you know, from a basic point of view. So, yeah, that that crime scene and that mystery birth has had all sorts of connotations attached to it, didn't it? And, and I think over the years, any of us journalists who've looked at this story have considered this must have been a case of incest or rape. Absolutely. I mean, that is always something that I suppose people thought People believed it would be a very sad story and they had huge sympathy for whoever may have been involved, given that it would be believed it was, you know, something terrible that happened to them or this was, you know, incest or a rape case or, you know, very, very sad. But recent developments kind of are, you know, negate some of the theory that have been thrown out there, though at this point we still don't know much yet. But, you know, it was in an era when mother and baby homes still exist and when the church rules. So it was a very different time. I still think we have to remember that. But mm. just the theories that we're all believed for almost 40 years may not entirely be the case now as we discover more in this investigation. Certainly after the recent arrests of um, of two people, a female and a male, uh, currently the state of the investigation is not looking into a suggestion of an incest or a rape. That's that's as much as we can say about it. Um, yeah. 
But and we understand the people to be arrested to be the parents of baby John. So, you know, that's given us a new development and someone to speak to about this baby. Like quite a shocking development, really, after all these years. I mean, it's 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 the DNA, first of all, let's just start with that for the moment. But there, there was a DNA sample taken and given the advances in DNA, it was suggested that a mass screening in the area could find maybe relatives of the baby and that could focus the investigation and whatever. And somebody has come forward and given a DNA sample, which am I right in saying that that is is believed to be this, a sibling of the baby or some sort of a half sibling of the baby? Yeah, absolutely. That's mm. exactly what we understand at this point is that like obviously this case is supposed to bring us back a few years. In 2018, this case was a cold case was relaunched. And at the time, Gardaí were adamant they were trying to try and find justice for baby John. So this relaunch in 2018 actually was probably one of the first shocking things in many years going, well, they're going to reopen this case. And again, a lot of people would have said, and Kerry, please don't, you know, let sleeping dogs lie. It's not necessary. Others would have wanted justice for baby John. But Gardaí launched a cold case. And as part of that cold case investigation, they started to take samples, voluntary samples, asking people for some. And one of those voluntary samples appears to have been now from a sibling of baby John. Mm. And that's what you're talking about there is really what I'm interested in talking to you about, Sinead, because you're you're working down in that area. Like sometimes when you come in from Dublin on a story, a sensitive story, you, you get the doors closed in your face. Nobody wants to talk to you. And that's totally understandable. But you must have, you know, presumably you're more welcome in, in the areas when you're asking the questions. Or are you? Is there a sense of let sleeping dogs lie? I think there's probably, it's fair to say, a split. You know, a lot of people would like to let sleeping dogs lie because I think they believe, you know, people have suffered a lot in over the last 40 years in this case, you know, especially obviously Joanna Hayes, who was wrongly accused, but just it's been, you know, it's been a very sensitive case. So people are quite nervous about that and sensitive to people involved. But I think on the other side, there are people who do want justice for baby John. I mean, this is a case that has hung over the county for almost 40 years, for my almost my entire life. Mm. And, even you know, people have been talking about it on and off over the years. Back in 2018 was the first shock, you know, when it was relaunched. I think that was probably nearly a bigger shock than the one most recent developments, because people never thought that they would really relaunch the case. They thought it was pretty much over and done with. Mm. And then to find that they were going to continue investigating, I think, you know, I was, it was quite shocking at the time. Everyone was just done going there, opening the case, a, a really old case. I mean, I remember going to that press conference. I remember coming to the office and going, they're reopening the Kerry Babies case. We were all quite shocked as journalists and as people that live in the county. And we attended that press conference and it was, you know, we're going to investigate the death of baby John, which they have continued to do so. Mm. And it was, you know, it was, it was like, this case is coming back up again. You know, it's really, that was back in 2018. But then, you know, people were very stunned and shocked then. But then it kind of died down again. You know, there was six months of everyone talking about going, will they find someone? And then it all appeared to go quiet again for a while until I suppose the most recent developments. Now, back in 2021, they did exhume baby John. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a development as well. But again, people kind of thought nothing was going to ever really come of the reopening of the case. I think they had put it out of their minds until two weeks ago now, almost when the rest were made. Yeah, exactly. And did you find when you're, I mean, when you're asking questions of people, you know, you're obviously having to do it. You're a local person, so you don't want to be making enemies when you're you're going around. Did you find that... um, people were pointing in any particular directions? Were they trying to help? Were the Guardi using the media down there? Was there a good relationship there in trying to, 
you know, you needed to coax out this information. This is a secret. This is a deep, dark secret hidden in the past, whoever these people are. And was there a kind of a, a sense that the media could help with urging people to come forward for these this DNA screening? Oh, I think so. I think back in 2008, absolutely. Yeah, I think they were hoping, you know, that, that, and that people would understand why they were doing this, that, the, you know, they would, that we, the media, would explain why they had decided to reopen the case, mm. which was to get justice for baby John. And not, not so much to, you know, I suppose, to get the people involved. It was just to find justice, to find out what happened to that baby. I suppose what they really want, you know, they told, at the time they kind of said, you know, we treat everyone with sympathy that comes forward. You know, if there's any information, we'll treat that very sympathetically. And, you know, that's what they've been trying to do, I think, as well. Because, again, we don't know exactly at this point what happened to baby John. Obviously, we know he was murdered, but we don't know, you know, who was involved or what the details are. And I think people are still, even in Kerry, you know, they want to have to treat the family or whoever may be involved in this with sympathy mm. at the same time, because we don't know the full facts yet. No, and I suppose what we do know at this stage, what is absolutely factual, is that the the wrong woman was almost, you know, sent to jail for this or could have been had... Uh, a certain group of police, many of them originally from the Kerry area, got their way. And do you think that going forward, um, as an aside from this case, that, you know, if we're prepared to go into the past to look to solve a criminal case, should we be prepared to look into the past to, 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 to discover whether and exactly what happened? Was there corruption involved? What were these police doing? Did they conduct their job correctly. Some of them are still alive and in the area, in particular, Jerry O'Carroll has been vocal. He always insisted that he was correct, that Joanne Hayes had had two pregnancies with two different men and two babies, a very rare condition, he was told at the time. But even when it came out that she was not the mother of the child through DNA, he felt he was still right. And I know recently he has finally apologised uh, and accepted that science is correct and he isn't. But do you think that there's there's a place for the state to be digging into this deeper in, 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 in looking at the Gardaí, looking at the behaviour of them? I suppose, yeah, I, I do. I suppose I personally believe, yes. I, I mean, obviously we had a tribunal back in, you know, 1985 that was, you know, supposed to look into this investigation and, and to what happened at the house, someone like it was wrongly charged, but that didn't actually turn out to be the case in 1985. It turned out to be more of a witch hunt against the woman who was wrongly accused, Joanna Hayes. So that so there's never really been a proper tribunal into what happened in that investigation. And it's quite possibly something that should be looked at going forward. When more facts are found out now as we move forward in this investigation, having the arrest last week now will hopefully lead to more information and we can find out exactly who was involved in what happened back then, and that may also lead to other investigations. There should be a tribunal into that bloody tribunal, isn't that what we're saying, you know? That's that we possibly should... what we were saying, all right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we still don't know what happened. Like, it, it was an all, you know, that tribunal, and again, I wasn't around, I was quite young then, yeah. and obviously over the years of red, and it's come back up again. There's, there's, you know, baby John is one person, but so is Joanna Hayes. She was all wrongly, you know, she was, there was love and injustice towards her in this whole saga of 40 years. And I think in some ways, hopefully, even last week, the recent developments will help once and for all, even though obviously over the years she's been exonerated completely, will really finally end it because now someone else has been put in the frame, whoever mm -hmm. they may be. And tell me this much, is it one of those, I'm sure of recent times that, you know, if you're out and about, people will sidle up to you and ask you what you know? <laughs> 
I, I think I can't. I, I've said I've talked about the carry babies for incessantly for nearly two weeks now. Really? <laughs> and there is a lot. I mean, I suppose people do like want to talk about it, but there is a lot. I have to say, a sensitivity around it. I mean, everyone is conscious of Johanna Hayes and is conscious of the families that now may or may, may be involved. So there is, I suppose, more of a talking behind closed doors. Mm. I think it kind of pins where in the county you are as well. I mean, obviously, where Baby John was found is Carspeen in South Kerry. And so people are much more inclined or less inclined to speak more openly there. They're quite mm-hmm. afraid, fearful of, you know, upsetting anyone or getting involved, you know. Whereas in other parts of the county, it's more of a what happens, you know, why, you know, I think people really do want answers. I think Kerry people have always wanted answers. I know I do as growing up in the county. This was kind of a shadow of what happened. And it has always been looked to me to be indicative of what the era was like back then. I mean, I was quite young in the 80s, but it was, like we said, the church, you know, mother and baby homes, fearful of being pregnant outside of wedlock. So this was, was kind of a case that it was a horrific nation has been watching it. And we'd like, I think, as Kerry people in the country as a whole would like to see what happens and have a final answer to this, whatever that may be. And it won't be a nice ending no matter what, because at the end of the day, there is a baby in the center of this. But it would just put the bait. A forty-year-old case. Do people kind of look? We can't discuss too much detail about the people that were arrested, but do people gossip about them? Do they want to know who they are? Do they? I mean, it is only normal for for people to talk outside of kind of public broadcasts, but you know, are they looking to? Are they asking you who they are? I think they actually more asking what happened. Like, yeah. I think, especially, I think, you know, obviously everyone was shocked going, oh my God, two people have been arrested on suspicion of murder in a 40 year old case. Mm-hmm. So the shock was around the arrest. The question was, who are they? Absolutely. But I think even since then, in the two weeks since then, now the question is, what actually happens? Because obviously these two people have now been released, no charge, and we don't, we, we still need answers. You know, there's still, there's still no conclusion, I suppose, if that's the right word to use. Yeah. So I think a lot of the talk centers around, here we are again, 40 years later, looking for answers. Are we near to answers? We kind of hope so two weeks ago, two weeks later. We're not so sure anymore because, you know, we're not sure what's going to happen next in this investigation. You know, over the years, an awful lot of uh, investigators, proper investigators, cops, I mean, have said to me, you know, it's very important to keep an open mind on cases. Um, I think sometimes... As journalists, we tend to hone in on the bleeding obvious, you know, and which we believed in this case was that it was this was likely a very young mother who had, you know, given birth in tragic circumstances um, somewhere out in a field. Um, hasn't it really, in a way, challenged us all on our belief systems and maybe our ability to to jump to conclusions? Absolutely. And I think like, it was always thought you know, that it was, exa- you know, it was a really sad case that, you know, someone must have done, you know, something must have happened. And I think we're like 40 years later, that theory has now changed. And I suppose Kerry is, you know, I suppose for want of a better phrase, made the county look bad. Here we had a case of a baby found and, you know, there was no answers to this. And it was it's symbolic of everything that was happening in Ireland at the time, according to the country. And now it appears that may not be the case. Again, it was very early days in the investigation. We don't know what happened. But, you know, given the age of those arrested, it appears they were slightly older than we would have thought. Mm-hmm. There's certainly a changing narrative in in, in that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And again, because it's very early days in this investigation, how far we go from here. They, I mean, we still have to treat everyone with compassion and there probably still could be a reasoning for all this. It just may not what we believed. And it probably does to show that, you know, you keep talking about something, you come up with your own theories and those theories are kind of negated now. Absolutely. Well, Sinead Kelleher, thank you very much. Thank you. 
You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.